what's popping everyone my name is kp and you're listening to the soda pop podcast now this is the first episode of our new season and my first episode ever so a little bit about myself i'm a cinematic arts and theater major i'm a soda student leader and i'm your new host so speaking of new we actually have our new soda executive director with us can you introduce yourself hi i'm dr megan merciers and i just started the job on august 1st And I was previously in the role of associate director of the year before, and I have a discipline in music. Yeah, so you you definitely have done a lot with the School of the Arts. What kind of like drew you to the School of the Arts? What just makes it stand out to you? The thing that stands out the most to me is the work with students and the the fact that I get to work with an even larger student base than, than just one department and the possibility of collaborations with the students and collaborations amongst the faculty within the disciplines. I I definitely agree. I think School of the Arts is just such an amazing collaboration with everyone. Um, So how long have you been at UNA and what kind of, how did you end up here? I mean, what brought you to Florence? Um, I am a a native of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'd never heard of Florence, Alabama or UNA uh, (laughs) my entire life. And then I was finishing my doctoral degree up at Michigan State University, and I saw a job open. And I looked it up, and I thought, oh, that's only three hours from where our parents live, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Um, And kind of the rest is history there. um, I I applied for the job and interviewed, and I, I got the job, and I've loved every minute of it. I have been here since August of 2013. So this is the beginning of my ninth year at UNA. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, you've obviously, you've taught at different colleges. You, I think you got each of your degrees at a different college. So what makes UNA different from ever, anywhere else? I feel like I've had, I've, I've kind of done a, a triangle, if you, <laughs> if you draw it. So I started in Chattanooga, and then I went about 1,350 miles west to the University of New Mexico. And it was a really, really different culture there and it was beautiful and I loved it and then I moved up to Michigan and then I now I feel like I've come you know uh, well we were talking about triangles but (laughs) full circle I guess I'm back I'm back in the southeast and I love it here Um, I think that I've always had an interest in uh, all of the arts as well I've always done interdisciplinary um, collaborations and so I think that that's kind of unique yeah, um, so a little birdie tells me that you're getting an MBA right now. Can you tell us about, I mean, here you are, you have a doctorate. I mean, what made you decide, hey, I want to get an MBA now? Well, one of the, I've been I've been thinking about pursuing that ever since I started here because we get tuition remission. Um, I'm a firm believer in education as a gift. The ability that we <laughs> get to do that is is exciting. And because I teach at UNA, I get tuition remission. Um, I've always been involved in business. I grew up in a business, um, and I thought it would be fun to try and learn the vocabulary to kind of the environment I was raised in. I also think it's good, always good to be able to, um, think about entrepreneurship and, you know, ways that you can bring the business world to the, the arts and vice versa. Yeah. So you grew up kind of in a business. What, how did you, how do you end up, how'd you find your interest in music? Well, that's a, that's kind of a funny story. Um, my my parents wanted me to be a rock star when, oh, wow. I, when I was a kid. <laughs> so when I was, 
I think I got my first guitar when I was in sixth, uh, not sixth grade, when I was six years old. Oh, wow. And my, my, I got it for a Christmas present. My, my dad said, you're going to be a rock star when you grow up. That's what we <laughs> want you to do. Um, and, you know, they had me in guitar lessons for the longest time. And then in the fifth grade, I decided I wanted to be in band. I thought I was going to be a drummer, um, <laughs> but I ended up playing the clarinet um, for whatever reason. And then, um, you know, I, I just kept pursuing music. I sang in choir when I was in elementary school. I just always have gravitated toward it. I love, I love business. I do, but music's my passion for sure. Oh yeah. I understand. Uh, you know, you could actually still be a rock star. I think you should just, you I'm know, it's never, it. it's never too late to start. I keep buying more guitars, you would think. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of, what what all instruments do you play? Um, I Guitar was my first instrument that I ever played. And then I also play saxophone and clarinet. Oh, my okay, degrees cool. are all in clarinet, but I taught saxophone here for a long time. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so what are some other, like... Accomplishments. I mean, you've obviously, I feel like you've been everywhere. You've been in Chattanooga, you've been in New Mexico, you've been in Flint. I mean, just kind of, can you explain like what you've done, like just throughout your life? Um, I would say that one of the most rewarding things I did before I moved here was working at the Flint Institute of Music in Michigan. I really enjoyed that. Um, I actually taught Head Start there when I was, oh, so okay. I was working even with like two and three year olds and three and four year olds. And that, that was a, quite an accomplishment, I think, because, yeah, um, I've never been a particularly active person. <laughs> and, and I remember having to set up like little carpet circles and do, do the drums, uh, drum circles and things like that. And it was, a quite a lot of exercise, a lot of cheerleading too. Yeah, I, I can imagine that. So one thing I'm particularly interested in, um, can you tell me a little bit about the multilingual oh, West Side yeah. Story? Because yes. I mean, obviously theater, like that just like really stuck out to me. So the, actually that was part of the, one of the things that I did when I was at the Flint Institute of Music. We had, um, we had a couple of exchange programs um, one of those with, was with the conservatory in Lemonet. Uh, we had one in a, we had an Irish exchange, we had a French exchange, um, but the French exchange happened many, many times. Um, I went over there twice. And the second time I was there, we did West Side Story. Okay. So the way it worked was, um, one of the cast members, like if you have Tony and Maria as an example, one of the cast members was French and one of the cast members was American, and they were both students um, of the oh. respective um, of the respective conservatories that we work for. So, um, I believe in that production, Maria was the American student from the Flint Institute, and Tony was. Tony was um, from the conservatory. That's really cool. It's kind of a twist on the story, too. Yep. And as a faculty member, I played in the pit orchestra yeah. for it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds fun. really fun. Um, so I see that you're involved with like a bunch of like different ensembles, the Una duo and the Devil Sticks. Can you talk a little bit about those? Um, well, we named Una duo actually after Una. Mm -hmm. um, it's Dr. O'Neill, who is the chair of the Department of Music, and myself. She plays flute, 
And then actually we have Uniduo and then we add a third member for the trio Leo. I was which about is, to yeah, get to that because yeah. you guys have actually all been on this podcast before. You guys uh-huh. were on uh, episode seven. That's why I wasn't trying to touch on that as much. Right. You guys should really go back and listen to that episode. It's it, it's a lot of really good information there. Yeah. War uh, Lions uh, and <laughs> Devil Sticks. Devil Sticks is um it's a quartet, sometimes it's a quintet of clarinets, and we just actually recorded a full album. I right before I came in this room, we got the the proof for the album art. Awesome. And so I was looking at it. Our new album that'll drop is called Radio Static. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So where can people find it? Um, we, I, it's not, it's not been produced yet. So, um, <laughs> you don't know yet. hopefully it'll, it'll be on streaming platforms like Spotify and, okay. and iTunes. Um, I think we're going to do a limited release run, but, um, a physical copies, but it'll primarily be through streaming. Yeah. Awesome. So guys, keep a lookout for that. Um, so speaking of the trio Leo, can you talk a little bit about Yelza's involvement in the year of the UNA woman? Absolutely. Um, a, a friend of ours who is the clarinet professor and a composer down at the University of Montevallo, her name's Lori Artavino, she wrote a trio for us, uh, I think it was two years ago, and uh, we really enjoyed it. We enjoyed working with her, and so Dr. O'Neill and I thought for the Year of the UNA Woman, it w- might be nice to perform that work um, for the trio, but also we wanted to commission another piece um, from Lori that was for Uniduo that was based on uh, the history of UNA awesome. uh, and, and and the connection to women throughout the years. So that would be pre- that will be premiered next or this coming spring awesome. in our recital yeah, that, that we're going to do. Awesome. I actually just talked with her, uh, with Lori, a couple of weekends ago because we played down at the Birmingham Art Museum. And um, and we were discussing the different movements and what some of the historical ties will be to to that work. Yeah. So you just kind of do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, you seem like you're very passionate about the art. So I'm very excited that you're our executive director. So um, since obviously I'm sure ever since you got this position, your brain has been buzzing with new ideas. So what do you think the future of soda looks like? Like, how do you hope it'll grow? Um, well, I, I would like it to grow. I think the future is bright. Um, I'm excited to, to recruit and, and, and that uh, getting out on the road again. It's been a little bit tricky because of COVID, but um, I think we're, we're primed to do that. But really the future I see is in the connections that we're making with the students. Um, the thing that I think is pretty special is that in the history of SOTA, this is the first year that we have a student leader team that's representative of all of the disciplines in the School of the Arts. So I'm very excited to work with the student leaders um, and learn more about what they're doing in their disciplines and hear their ideas about how we can work together and collaborate yeah. um, more. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, we're, we're very excited too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess this is kind of like the end of my questions about you is there anything else you want to just mention talk about i'm excited to get started the (laughs) the best and brightest thing about una and about the school of the arts is the students and um i'm just i'm i'm ready to get to work well we're very (laughs) we are very excited to have you um so i want to get into my closing questions okay so what is your favorite movie now this is very important to me because i'm a film major 
That's true. <laughs> My favorite movie. That's tricky. I should be more prepared with an answer like that. <laughs> hmm. Awkward silence. Ooh. I can't name a favorite. You can't name. I can name one like, that I you really. You can think of like a couple. A if, couple if you that have I to. really. Yeah, that okay. you just really like. Like, for me, like my favorite movie is like something I'll sit down and watch. Like when I'm sad. Like, do you have a movie that just like you watch over and over because it makes you happy? I remember when I was young, I was really obsessed with the movie Shadowlands. It was the story um, of C.S. Lewis. Was a re- <laughs> I don't know why I was that obsessed so with. Funny. I was obsessed with that. I went through a Mark Twain phase. So okay. I, kind of, I think I think that's kind of just like a childhood experience to be obsessed with a random writer from the past. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and um, and uh, you know, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, and all of the C.S. Lewis stuff. I also was. Um, I would say pretty obsessed with watching the movie Amadeus, which was, uh, you know, of course, Academy Award winning oh, wow. film. And I think I, I'm old enough that I had a VCR in my room, <laughs> and so that I would I wore that that tape out. I oh wore, wow! That was a so probably Amadeus was so, one of my favorites. Yeah, you definitely are have always been artistic at heart. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Writing, you know, like composers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, so this song, this I mean this question is going to be very hard for you because you are you know music is your thing if you had to pick a favorite song or even a favorite artist what would it be that one is a little bit easier to answer for me just because my there I have a huge family connection we all love um Tom Petty Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers one of my favorite artists of all time so I'm a big big fan of of did uh, Monica show you our petty cash no. <laughs> it, it, it has a picture. It's great, guys. It has a picture of Tom Petty and a Johnny Cash. And none oh, of us and, got and, it because none of mm-hmm. us know what Tom Petty looks like. But you oh, probably would I will appreciate it more. I definitely do. And actually, you brought up another one of my favorite artists of all time. Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash, I, I, for sure. He, he's very great. I, I really love I love storytelling in songs. Me me as well. Harry Chapin is another that I really oh, yeah. loved growing up. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I still listen. Uh, I, growing up, I listen to him all the time. <laughs> um, I really do like that storytelling element in in songwriting and music. All right. So the final question. This one's very, very big. What is your go-to dance move? I have, yeah, did you hear the gasp? Uh, I feel like like your brain is like swirling, like you can no. name like 50. There is no dance move. None? There is no dance move. What? Dr. Merce Sears is not a dancer. Not a dancer. So like if someone said, hey, dance, what would you do? Would you just say no? Or would I wouldn't, you do something? I would awkwardly like, Okay. I, I would awkwardly do um, some weird little shimmy. But... I'm trying to figure out how to describe this for people who are just listening. I look like I'm about to start um, jogging. Kind of like, yeah, like the a jogger. Jo- like a jog, yeah. But like you just like put your feet. Okay. Yeah. So we'll call that the Dr. Mercier. Okay. We have a okay. new dance, guys. I'm sorry, world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, Dr. Mercier's, thank you so much for being our first guest of the new season and my first guest ever. It's been an honor to interview you. And let me say on behalf of everyone in the School of the Arts and beyond, we are very happy to have you. Thank you so much. And I'm so excited that I got to be your first guest. Yeah. And I love working with you and I've loved working with everybody so far. <laughs> so thank you. Well, thank you again.
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.